The Productive Woman, Episode 276. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I will be sharing with you my conversation with award-winning YouTuber, best-selling author, and popular public speaker, Amy Landino. You'll find more information about Amy, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 276. This episode is brought to you by Warby Parker and by Text Expander. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year of one of my most essential productivity tools. And I'll talk a little more about Text Expander a little later on in the show. But right now I want to talk just a minute about returning sponsor Warby Parker. Warby Parker believes prescription eyewear shouldn't cost you more than a plane ticket or a new iPhone. By circumventing traditional channels and engaging with customers directly through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high-quality, good-looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. The Warby Parker aesthetic is vintage-inspired with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. And the best thing is they offer a free home try-on program. You can order up to five pairs of glasses. They send them directly to you for free with no obligation to buy, and you get to try them on for free for five days. They ship free, as I said, and then they include a prepaid return shipping label. So it costs you nothing. You have no obligation to buy. But if you find frames that you love, as I did, you simply submit your current prescription to them and order your glasses, and they have prices starting at $95, which includes the prescription lenses with anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Uh, I I love the glasses that I got from them. They're among my favorite. And you can simply go to warbyparker.com slash TPW to take their quiz and order your free home try-on. And if you're a contact lens wearer, you'll probably be excited to hear that they've just introduced Scout by Warby Parker, which is comfortable, breathable, and affordable daily contact lenses. They're made from a super moist material that resists drying for lasting hydration and comfort. And you can order a trial pack that includes six days worth of contacts for only $5, and then you'll receive $5 off your next Warby Parker order. So learn more about that also at warbyparker.com slash TPW. All right, let's get right into my conversation with Amy Landino. I am delighted to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Amy Landino. Amy is the award-winning host of Amy TV, which is a YouTube series dedicated to helping women go after the life they want, which might sound interesting to you. She's also the host of a fascinating podcast called Detail Therapy. She's an internationally popular public speaker and a best-selling author. Amy and her husband live in Ohio with their adorable dog, and I have really been looking forward to talking with her about how she's making a life that matters. So welcome, Amy. 
Laura, thank you for having me. And because you said that, I have to also say that my husband has his own dog from a former life as well, but Khaleesi lives with his family in Connecticut. So if we could just get them to fall out of love with her a little bit, he might be able to get his dog back. So I can't just say we only have one dog. Unfortunately, we have another one in another state, and he would be so sad if we did not make sure to mention her. So. Uh, that's awesome. So yeah, now there's something I didn't know. Um, for, for, there you go. For listeners who don't know who you are, I've been watching your YouTube channel for ages. I love and so I've seen the dog that lives there with you. Um, yes, you've seen her many times. <laughs> Thank yes. you. So anyway, I'm very excited about talking with you because of the things you talk about both on your YouTube channel and in your podcast. So I've shared a little bit about who you are, but for any listeners who might not yet know who you are, can you tell us just a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what's important to you? Oh, sure. Gosh, do you have all day? Um, <laughs> honestly, I've been I've been making YouTube videos for about 10 years. So that's a really easy way to summarize me. But that journey has gone through a lot of different things. Um, it started with my passion for just creating stories to share online. And that really benefited businesses for a long time. So I talked about a lot of that type of content to start the channel. And that's still what I do now in my everyday in my businesses. I'm helping other businesses tell their stories online. But the conversation as my sort of individual brand online has gone has been more of one for women who are going after the life that they want. And we talk about it in a more practical sense of how do you make the most of the time that you have? And what does it look like to be able to prioritize yourself? Maybe you can't all the time. Maybe you're running a family. Maybe you're running a business. Maybe you're running both. But how can you make sure that you are getting the time that you need so that you can continue not get to, I mean, we, we can't, we can't skip burnout. Burnout still happens in a lot of different ways. Doesn't matter how it affects you or what it affects you in. But, um, it, it's important that you are always doing the things that you know the reasons why and understanding where you're spending your time and being clear on those reasons. That's what I'm very passionate about. And so that's what we talk about both on Amy TV, which Laura's really familiar with, and I appreciate that so much, um, and uh, on the podcast, Detail Therapy, and now in my upcoming book. Yes, and I'm looking forward to talking about your book here in a minute. But before we get into that, this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. That's, you know, that's what we talk about here. And I want to hear uh, some of the things about how you manage all the things you have going on in your life. But I think it's helpful to have some context for the things that you do that work for you. So if you could, if there is such a thing for you as a typical day, what might that look like? I think the only typical part of every day tends to be my morning routine, which is why it's so important to me. Um, it doesn't matter what your life is like. Everyone's got their curveballs throughout the day. Even if you have a normal nine to five, you go to the same place all the time. You do the same kid drop off at school. You know, it, all these things are sort of like those pillar moments that happen. And then there's all the curveballs that happen throughout people who need your attention, urgent emails, urgent everything. Everybody's urgent, right? Everybody's got an emergency for you. So the typical part of my day is really the morning and waking up at 4.30 and sort of proceeding through a morning routine. I don't think you have to wake up that early. I don't think anyone has to wake up that early. It just depends on what's right for you. It's what's right for me. So that I can kind of walk through my morning routine because that's the most typical thing, if that's helpful. Sure. Yeah. 
So um, the first thing I do when I wake up is just learn how to be a human because I'm not a morning person. I need to figure out how to operate for the day. And so that first half hour is what I call like the end of my sleep buffer period. I'm still kind of asleep, but I'm also trying to wake up. And no one should expect that much of themselves for that first half hour. So all I'm doing is just a couple of things, uh, like a skincare routine, just sort of like getting the muscles on my face moving around and trying to convince my body it's okay to start being a human today. And then I make a glass of lemon water while I'm also brewing coffee. I drink 16 ounces of lemon water every morning, and that sort of starts me off right, hydrated, starting to wake up, you know, that's sort of like a, it's like a natural caffeine for me. I feel like it's like good, a good hydration moment for the body. And that's when I will sit down and I can finally kind of put my thoughts together. Now they're not always the best thoughts because when you wake up in the morning, you either had like a bad dream or you're thinking about your stresses that are coming for the day, or, you know, something's on the horizon. There's lots of thoughts that are going on. So what I do as sort of a mindfulness practice is something called morning pages, which is a methodology that I learned about from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. And basically, you can do the same thing whether you want to do it for three pages or not, but it's just three pages of stream of consciousness writing. So anything I'm thinking in that moment, I just write it down and just keep writing. And it gets all those kind of cobwebs and and yucky things out of the way. Sometimes fun, enlightening things. Sometimes good ideas happen. But a lot of times it's just like, oh man, Lucy woke me up in the middle of the night. Dang it. And I'm just sort of writing that out. So it's gone. It's out of my head. It's out into the world and away from me. Um, And that's the first thing I do. After that, I do some goal review. I rewrite my goals. I rewrite a passage of affirmations. I kind of get my bullet journal ready for the new tasks of the day. And then I move into eating my first frog of the day, whatever I have scheduled for that morning, whether it's a writing project or editing the book, which has been a big part of my life for the last few months. Um, just that big thing I've got to get done first thing when no one's bothering me. And that's sort of like my my moment of, of diving into something that I'm actually passionate about before the emails and the requests and the time with other people starts to mess up all of that other stuff. So that's the most typical part of my day. After that, I'm kind of getting ready and, and coming into the office to work with my team. Other days, I'm getting on a plane to fly out of town. Other days, I'm doing an entire day of filming, which is usually in my home office, so I'm not in the office here. So it just kind of depends on what's on deck for me that day. But that's how I try to have a little bit of predictability every morning is that time with myself so that the rest of the stuff can just work itself out. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you, I mean, getting up at 4.30 in the morning, do you are you a early to bed kind of person too? Or do you just thrive on not very much sleep? No, I don't believe in that whatsoever. I am a great sleeper. I love to sleep. I don't recommend waking up early if you haven't gotten yourself good sleep. Because even if you wake up just to get a couple of extra hours in your life, it's not going to be the hours you're going to be thriving uh, because you aren't well slept and that's just not good for you health-wise. So, of course, um, sleeping as much as possible is great, but not too much. I, I don't like to sleep eight hours. That starts to feel long for me, but I'm somewhere between seven and seven and a half hours. So I'm usually in bed by like nine o'clock and, and ready to drift off after that. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm asleep by 10. That's, that's how I am. Yeah. And how much of your morning routine are you able to follow when you travel? Because I know you travel quite a bit for, you know, you're speaking all over the country. I know you travel to uh, do interviews for your podcast. And so Mm -hmm. when you're Mm -hmm. out on the road, how does that work? 
So I, I try to keep as much consistency as possible. So uh, it just d- depends on how much luggage I bring with me. Really. <laughs> like, can I pack all my journals? Probably not. Most of the time I don't. Um, at worst case scenario, I might just do a little bit of light reading. Uh, sometimes I'll do morning pages, but I'll just get like that notepad they give you in the hotel room. Yeah. And those are very small pages, right? I'll just do three of those pages and then I'll bring those home with me and stick them in my morning pages journal. I think that the point is that when you try to stick to some of the things, you can't get to all the things all the time. And worst case scenario, you can't get to any of the things. But w- if you can just take a few minutes for yourself before you let the rest of the day mess with you, uh, I think that's the most important thing. And a routine is truly a routine because it's a routine not because we call it that. And so also worst case scenario, I can't get to any of it. Uh, it's very hard to do those things. I'm not, the context of the situation doesn't work. And then I just know that when I get back home, I'm going to be able to get back to that routine and things will shake themselves out. It'll get normal again. We're human. Things happen. Things change. Uh, my dog still at home. She'll have an emergency at 4.30 in the morning and everything I want to do to be like zen and great, it doesn't happen. So it's not that these things don't happen because I've prevented them. It's about defining them, knowing that they're going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. If not every day in some way, just sometimes every once in a while, then great. At least you're prepared for it. Yeah. And it's a routine because you'll get back to it. And, and, and if it's truly a routine, it'll be fine. Yeah. And this, this concept, we're going to get into some other things about how you, you manage your life and how you're making a life that matters as you define it. But this whole concept of, of the morning routine obviously is very important to you. You open your YouTube videos and your, you know, your podcast with good morning, good life. That's, that's a phrase that I've seen develop in the work that you're putting out there over the last, I don't know, year or so. Tell me where that phrase came from, how it became so important to you. Honestly, I just said this on another podcast this morning. It was a total accident. I just opened my video with it one day and I just said, good morning, good life. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's not half bad. And then I was like, well, what's the name of my next book going to be? And it just, it, it's just this sort of a happy accident. It just worked out fine. I wish I could say that it was this huge mastermind, but it wasn't. <laughs> it literally happened on accident. And I was like, yeah, good morning, good life. That's a fun opener. I'm going to start doing that. Partially because in, in YouTube land, um, it's a lot easier to start a video when you give yourself a prompt to kick the video off. Mm-hmm. I think every, you know, some people I watch vlog their life and they just say, good morning, everyone. Or somebody else will say, my friend Austin says, hey, guys, this is Austin. And so there was something kind of fun about if you kick off your video the same way every time, it's an it's a moment of connection between you and the audience. And then you can kind of take it from there. And that's usually the momentum that uh, as a creator will help you just be able to wing it from that point. Uh, so it was partially like, oh, let's make sure that I still have a kickoff phrase. But it wasn't, it, it was just like, I just tried it and it worked. And yeah. then I ended up loving the idea for a book. So that's how it worked out. Yeah. And, we, and we'll get into it a little bit more. But again, this, this concept of how important mornings are to sort of getting your day going uh, is important enough to you that you're writing a book about it. And the listeners are hearing this, that book is out. And so what can you tell me about the book that you're writing called Good Morning, Good Life? Yeah, Good Morning, Good Life has basically five simple habits for you to follow so that you can have a morning 
that is right for you, specifically for you, that will help you start your day on your terms. The typical thing that we see, I think, in morning guidance or morning routines is like, meditate, go to the gym, you know, you know, only have one cup of coffee. It's very specific advice. And I think especially for those of us who don't identify as morning people, I may wake up early, but that doesn't make me a morning person. Mm -hmm. I would never say that I'm a morning person. I don't get stoked to jump out of bed and slide into the day. That's just not real life. I've just reverse engineered where I get my time from. And so I think that that just made it a little bit unapproachable, especially for what we see on like YouTube and Instagram. So that was the motivation behind it. And I just think that there's five habits that you can follow that'll make it a lot easier. Specifically, three guidelines in the morning. If you fill just these three buckets with whatever feels right to you, you could have a 15-minute routine and it go lovely for you. Just the change up of not giving your way, you're giving your day away to somebody else right away mm-hmm. is um, what my goal would be. I'm happy to share what those three guidelines are because I think that they'd be super useful for the audience. Sure. Yeah, please. Because, you know, I, I sell books but I give away all the content. I just, I, I'm just a creator. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. So basically, there is the three guidelines, um, in my opinion, if you follow, you'll have a great morning routine, no matter what that looks like for you in whatever period of time that you think it is. First movement. How can you move into the day? For me, it's not a whole lot. Like All I feel like I have to do is kind of do a little bit of stretching, nothing crazy, maybe move muscles around on my face, do some skin, skincare, that's about it. Uh, I'll get to the gym at some point. It's just not what I do at the beginning of the day. I don't get excited about that. I don't need the rest of the world telling me I got to start my day going to the gym. I don't get excited by that. So it's more of like a nine, 10 o'clock thing that I like to do. Mm-hmm. But first thing in the morning, I just do a little bit of movement to get started. So whatever that looks like for someone else, if you want to go to the gym first thing in the morning, if that's your thing, that could be a good example of that. Or you could just walk to the coffee shop and that would be good enough as well. Um, The next bucket, I think, is uh, mindfulness. And so I kind of talked about what mine looks like there. It's the morning pages. If meditation is more up your alley, go ahead. If you want to tidy up your kitchen and wipe your counter down and actually notice the fact that you're wiping a counter instead of thinking of all the things you have to do today, that's mindful too, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. So just find some way to just connect with your thoughts and be present with that. Especially when you think about how many people pick up their phone the first thing they do in the morning and start scrolling things like Instagram or checking email as if you need to do that the moment your eyes open. It's more of a reminder to not necessarily do that. And so what can you do that's specifically mindful for you? It could be reading something if that's um, exciting for you. And then the final thing is mastery. And mastery to me is really the special moment I think people get to have when they realize They have been helping somebody else build their dream by reporting to a job. Um, They're not starting the project or the passion or or the fun thing that they've always wanted to do because they don't have time. And that's what mastery, I think, can be. So whether it's like, oh, I want to start a a business and you haven't had time to figure out how to side hustle, maybe that's something that you can start making time for. Or it could be more simple than that. Do you want to learn a foreign language? When are you making time to use the app to practice the foreign language? Maybe that's your mastery of the day. It doesn't have to be a business or a side hustle. It could just be something that kind of makes life a little bit more interesting for you. Mm -hmm. So movement, mindfulness, and mastery. I think if you fill those three buckets in the morning, you really will have started the day on your terms. And the rest of the day feels a lot more approachable and like you can take it on no matter what the curveballs are that kind of come your way. 
I love it. Those are such great. I I can't wait to read your book. Hopefully by the time (laughs) this episode is actually published, because we're recording a little before the holidays, a little before the book is released. But hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I will have it in my hands and we'll have actually read it. Well, I hope so. (laughs) I'm very much looking forward to it. So so moving on from from the morning routines and, and, and the things we've been talking about, um, get, kind of getting into the whole concept of productivity as we talk about it on this podcast is it both has to do with getting the things done that are important to you, but also in making a life that matters. Every person's life is a little different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting those things done that matter to them. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and, and being productive in this, in the way that you want to be? I think the biggest thing is also the biggest blessing and that's that every day is different. And so I kind of talked about how uh, the mornings help keep me grounded. Um, but also uh, I, you know, I, one of my biggest struggles is that I also sit in a place of teaching and it actually is hard for me to share my ideas with some because I, I can't fully represent what their life looks like. One thing in particular is that I've never been a parent of a child before. And so I know that that is something that people struggle with a lot. When you are in charge of, of someone else's well-being and life and making sure that they're okay, it can be hard to remember to put your own mask on first. But even though I can't relate to that particular instance, I do find it happening to me more often than not. Um, I don't want to compare being a parent to being a dog mom, but she definitely throws me some curveballs. A lot of the time, she's almost 16 years old. I've had my dog since she was eight weeks years old. Wait, eight weeks years old. Eight weeks old. We've literally grown up together. At one point, if you count dog years, we were 21 at the same time. So, you know, that was a heck of a time. But she's sort of been the thing that's kept me grounded, but also thrown me for a loop. A lot. A lot. So that's not a thing. But I think the major thing was the life change of getting married. Mm -hmm. And when, uh, you know, I've been mostly independent, really independent for probably my whole life, but definitely since I was 18, I moved out right away from my parents' house and just started working. And so being alone was something I learned how to do really quickly. The mornings and managing the day and productivity, um, when somebody likes you so much that they want to be with you for the rest of your life was really another curveball for me. I was like, really? Do you like me that much? That's fascinating. Being able to say, you know, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to leave you in bed, but it's not because I don't want to be here with you. It's Mm -hmm. because I just need to start my day. And so balancing between me waking up in the morning and him being a night owl, that's been something that we just open communication about. How do we make sure to spend time together outside of business? Because we're also co-owners. So that makes things even more crazy and fun. Um, How do we make time for each other and do it in a way that's also going to benefit both of us so that nobody has to change who they are, but we complement each other more. And all of it, every last bit of it comes down to communication. And I think that that's always everyone's struggle is how are we not fully communicating who we are and who we want to be? What are we hiding from? And what um, obstacles and tribulations are we trying to avoid where we would be better served to just hit them head on so that we can not trip on those eggshells all the time? Yeah. 
Boy, great, great advice for anybody that's in any kind of relationship with anybody. I mean, that applies in your household. It implies, applies in, in work with, with colleagues and clients. And so uh, that communication is a, can be a challenge for all of us. As yeah. we see in the world today, we don't always communicate well with each other. Um, right. So... Are there any particular tools that you like or resources you recommend for managing your time or your space, th things that, that really work for you that might be of interest to those who are listening? Well, I hope it's of interest, uh, I, but it's funny how really obvious and also difficult <laughs> it can be um, to hear this answer. Your calendar is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Google Calendar for me, I live in it. I live in my calendar because to me, I can have all kinds of task lists and project managers. I can have all these things going on um, and they're great for idea collection. You know, don't mm -hmm. use your brain to store everything because it won't. It just will let things fly in and out all the time. I have lots of lists, but those lists do not dictate or um, emulate how much time I actually have to do them. Mm -hmm. So the calendar is really important to me. I talk a lot about calendar blocking. I also touch on it in the book, calendar blocking and time batching so that I can look and see if this task is so important, it's got to get done today or tomorrow or the next day. Is it on the calendar? Is it blocked out for time? Are we planning around it? Because the more it just sits on a list, the less likely you're taking seriously what the actual deadline is when you want to get it done. And what if that thing is, start a business. That's not something you can do in an hour for a day. You, you, it's something you do over time. So making that time on your calendar is important. I just wish people would be more, uh, more not living in their calendar, but just using it more and really understanding that it's here to help to, for you to actually see what's possible. Yeah. Google Calendar is where it's at. That's my one and only tool recommendation for today because I think it's just too important um, to, to really keep track of how much time you actually have. Yeah. And you've got some great videos about that. I think I've shared uh, one or two of them with the community before. And we have a Productive Woman Community Facebook group for women who listen to the show. And I know I've shared uh, links to a couple of the videos, but I'll put them in the show notes for this episode as well. So bef before I let you go, I got to ask you the question that I ask every guest. You obviously have thought about this stuff a lot about going after the life you want and what it takes to make that happen about managing your time and your tasks and your energy and all those things. You've got systems in place. You're, you're kind of a pro at this, but nevertheless, it, it, even with all that, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you just get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Well, and that happens all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. And I think that the upside is that when you do your best plan and you follow through to the best of your ability, then at least you're in better shape than if you didn't do it at all. But when it escapes me, I'm usually just trying to calmly reassess. Mm -hmm. When is this going to happen now? When are things, when, when do we need to reschedule things? And if something just doesn't happen, like, Full on, miss the boat. It's it doesn't. It's you just gotta let it go. Mm -hmm. uh, something that I continue to grapple with is perfectionism and things like that, and that's just something that's happened from childhood and being first born and all that kind of thing. Um, and in those moments, it's it's 
you know, if it didn't happen, there's a reason it didn't happen. Um, whether it's a higher reason or genuinely like you just didn't have the bandwidth and you just overextended yourself. And so what can you learn from that? So what I'm always trying to do is learn from something. I'm so good at busying myself. Mm. I'm busy all the time, but I also hate the word busy. And I don't think that we should be running around telling everybody how busy we are. I think we should be doing things with more intention. And even though I'm still working on that myself, and sometimes I'm like, get excited about doing something. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. And then I just end up busier and missing the boat on some other things because I added that on. You have to learn from it. And so Mm -hmm. I can't say that I've perfected the whole thing. But I definitely can say that when it doesn't happen the way I wanted it to, I'm usually trying to figure out why. Because I don't want to keep making the same mistakes over time. Because that basically means I'm not learning from anything that's happened. Yeah. Taking that, taking that pause to, to ask yourself, why? How did I get to the place where I feel like this? Uh, and what can I change so I don't have to feel like this again? Uh, is really valuable. So Amy, what's on the horizon for you? Obviously, you've got this the book coming out that uh, I hope everybody will go get as soon as they finish listening to this podcast episode. Uh, anything else coming up that you're excited about, whether personally or professionally? Oh, personally, all kinds of fun stuff. I don't know what I can even say right now. Um, But I think mostly very excited about uh, continuing to work with my speaking agent, Vayner Speakers. Um, This is sort of a new opportunity. Good Morning, Good Life, the book is a new opportunity for me as a speaker to talk to audiences about uh, some new subject matter. Blog Like a Boss was my first book. So Mm -hmm. I've been touring the world sort of talking about how people and businesses can leverage digital tools to get their message out there. But um, I'm very excited about continuing this tour of Good Morning, Good Life. And I think that's really what's on deck for me in 2020. Yeah, looking forward to it. Where can people connect with you online, Amy? Where's the best place for them to find out what you're doing and maybe ask questions if they've got them? Totally. Yeah, you can um, check out the YouTube channel. I think that if you're just getting introduced to me and the idea of mornings, especially if you're not a morning person, I think watching a couple videos on the YouTube channel might bring you a lot of insight as to sort of more about how I present this kind of thing and see if it's the right fit for you. So youtube.com slash TV is the fastest way to get there. And then if you're excited about the book, you can just go to goodmorninggoodlife.com. Excellent. Before we go, one last question. Do you have... Do you have any last words maybe for the listener who's who's maybe looking for a little help or encouragement in getting things done and, and making a life that matters? What would you say to her or him? <laughs> to any of you who are thinking about this, I would say that you've probably got more than just one person in your brain when you're considering what a life looks like that matters and the life that you want. And I invite you to continue to consider those people, but remember that it is truly your life Mm -hmm. and that everyone else is going to make the decision that's best for them. Push comes to shove. And so even though you might have some really important people in your life and um, you care deeply about them, this is really just your only opportunity to live this life. And so really remember that and follow your gut on what's going to be best for you and what's going to make you the best version of you because you're doing it for them too when you truly, truly follow through on that. Couldn't have said it better myself. Amy, thank you so much for, for giving some of your time to talk with, with me for the benefit of the whole community. I really appreciate it. 
Laura, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks for putting such great content out into the world. <laughs> All right. It's a lot of fun. I like it. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. I really enjoyed talking with Amy. I was so grateful to her for taking time to share her thoughts on how she manages her own life, for her great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us. I've enjoyed watching her on YouTube, and it was such a delight to talk with her. And since she and I talked, her new book, Good Morning, Good Life, came out. I had pre-ordered it through Amazon. This was I bought it with my own money, uh, and I was excited to get it, started reading it as soon as it was delivered. And I found lots of encouraging ideas in the book for establishing a morning routine that works for you, for me. I do recommend this book and I encourage you to check it out. Um, what do you think though? Do you have any questions for Amy or for me or any comments on the things that she and I talked about? You can share your questions or thoughts in the comment section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 276 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I love to hear from you and you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Before we go, I do want to share a word about our sponsor, Text Expander. You can unlock your productivity this year with Text Expander. I've talked about it before, long before they were a sponsor. I've been a delighted customer using Text Expander many, many times a day. With Text Expander, you can manage everything you type repetitively email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and so much more. Text Expander works everywhere you type, whether it's in your word processor program, your email and messaging apps, even online forms. And you can customize your snippets with fill in fields and pop up lists. It's just the ways you can use Text Expander are endless. Check out Text Expander for Teams if you need to manage snippets for your company, organization, or club. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And to learn more, visit TextExpander.com slash podcast, where you can get 20% off your first year of Text Expander. Let them know that the productive woman sent you. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. And remember, if, if you're looking for new glasses or contact lenses, don't forget to visit warbyparker.com slash TPW to take their quiz and order your free home try-on of either glasses or contact lenses. And thank you so much to Warby Parker and Text Expander for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Amy. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. Matter.